Hi, my name is Mark Williman, the host of Supervisory Basics, a 12-episode podcast series that examines how individual contributors can transition to effective leaders. This podcast series is based on the popular Supervisory Basics training program from Impact Achievement Group, a training and performance management consulting company. The Supervisory Basics training program consists of 12 individual yet linked two-hour training modules delivered in leader-led or e-learning formats. For more information, go to impactachievement.com, where you can also download lots of great articles on all the topics we discuss in this podcast series. This is episode 10, and the topic is A New Manager's Guide to Understanding Influence and Power. To discuss today's topic, it is my pleasure to welcome back Rick Tate, Senior Managing Partner at Impact Achievement Group and an internationally recognized expert on management, leadership development, and customer loyalty. Welcome back, Rick. Thank you, Mark. Good to be here. Rick, what is social power? Power is an interesting term, and you know, I've been in the business a long time. And when I first started, you know, there was a lot, a lot of talk and a lot of things written about power uh, in a managerial or uh, or leadership role. Um, and I've seen in the last uh, ten to fifteen years uh, that term almost fall off the map. And, and I, you know, in talking about it with colleagues and, and reading up, I, th- I think power has become kind of a politically incorrect term, unfortunately. So we kind of shy away from it. And we we make assumptions that it's about military power, political power, and that it's an imposition on people. Um, in truth, the definition of social power is, is simply it, its influence potential. Um, social power in an organization is the influence potential a manager or supervisor has uh, with their direct reports or others in the organization. And, uh, you know, trying to manage or supervise or, or really get anything done without uh, effective influence uh, is, is almost impossible. Uh, a manager or supervisor's effectiveness in how they do performance management, how they hold people accountable, uh, how they how they reward, recognize, just the whole interpersonal interaction between direct report and the boss is grounded in the quality of and the amount of social power they possess. Why is the wise use of social power so important to a new manager's success. Mark, I think we can go back to some of the uh, works of Abraham Lincoln. You know, he he always said that uh, if you give if you give a person power, you find out re- very quickly who they are and the quality of their uh, character. In a leadership management role, how any person uses his or her influence affects others' perceptions of the supervisor or manager's character, integrity, competence, and respect. Influence used unwisely or for self-gain, not in the efforts of achieving organizational goals for success, or even used in an abusive manner will erode personal relationships, and that will result in eliminating employees' discretionary effort, causing increases in turnover, lack of performance, uh, and, uh, and, and all the resultant things that can uh, affect that. The difference between a manager who gets only compliance from employees and the ones who earn commitment from employees is based on their effective use of power. Can you explain the difference between position power and personal power? 
Mark, that goes back to the uh, to the seminal work uh, done years ago by French and Raven in studying uh, power and influence in organizations. Position power is simply this. It's the power or influence given to the supervisor or manager by the organization. Uh, this is the influence and power that's vested in the person's title, rank, or job function. This power can't be taken away by employees. It's the legitimate right to set standards, provide feedback, reward and recognize work, monitor work, evaluate work, and evoke consequences uh, if necessary. Contrast to that, we have personal power. That's the influence or power given to the supervisor or manager by their direct reports or other people in the organization. This power is based on the perception others have of the manager's character, integrity, competence, etc., and employees will follow accordingly. So based on, for instance, my perception of my boss, I will grant them a certain amount of influence and a willingness to follow and achieve as a result of that perception. This power can't be uh, invoked by the organization. The manager or supervisor must earn personal power. As such, personal power can be lost, it's volatile, and it can be lost quickly, especially when trust is broken or fairness uh, is in question. And the balance of those two power bases determine the effectiveness of a manager or supervisor's uh, uh, job. What are the elements of power? Well, if you break the two down, uh, position power and personal power each have three uh, elements that we can focus on that allow managers and supervisors to develop more influence in the organization. If we break down position power, you have what we call reward power. That's my ability to reward performance, uh, recommend for promotion, uh, do any of the recognition or reward follow-throughs that would uh, allow me to acknowledge good performance. The second element under position power is what we call coercion power or consequence power, and that is the the uh, right I have to invoke consequences, to hold people accountable, even up to the area of firing or recommending uh, termination of an employee. And then the third area is simply legitimate power, and that comes basically in my right to set expectations and standards of performance, monitor performance, do performance review uh, evaluate performance, assign marks, and recommend uh, uh, merit increases or decreases as they might uh, take place in the in just the normal job roles I have as a manager. When you take personal power apart, we have three areas, again, elements that are relevant there. The first is expertise, and that is the perception others have of the leader or manager of their competence or expertise in terms of a certain maybe technical area or even their expertise as a manager. And based on a person's expertise, I will let them influence me to a certain degree. The second element is referent power. This is, this is the perception we have of the person's character, integrity. Uh, do they treat people with respect, with dignity? Um, they, do they have a, an affable personality that makes them likable, etc.? And then the last one is information power, a little bit different than expertise power. The element of information power says, do I have access to um, information in the organization that can be helpful to others? And my, my sharing of that information uh, with others uh, and my openness about that information with others uh, certainly gives me an amount of influence uh, to help carry out my job. 
And then if you think all six of these, it's basically understanding how to develop these six elements of power in a supervisor or manager role. That's what's really critical for success and effectiveness. Rick, does a new manager have to be able to use all of the elements of power to be effective uh, or they can, can rely on just a few of them? Um, let me underscore that with, with the issue of effective. Uh, the question isn't effective. The question is how effective. We, we definitely know if I can develop all six elements of power in both my personal and position power, my degree of effectiveness will exponentially increase. Because like anything else, the more choices one has, the more adaptability uh, a supervisor or manager has to deal with a wide variety of situations they must face. And these variety of situations always call for different elements of power to be exercised. And because the power bases are interdependent and not independent elements, building utility with all six is very important. So a couple of examples. Um, in my role, if I try to recognize somebody's good work using reward power from my position power base, if that person doesn't perceive that I am competent in the work that we do, then they discount it. Matter of fact, our experience has been the person will say, how would you know? On the other hand, uh, feedback without referent power is, is tough also. If I try to provide feedback to people about their work, positive or negative, and they don't think I'm fair or I'm untrustworthy, you know, they're wondering, what's the motive? What gives? Uh, they, again, that gets discounted, and they can see it easily as manipulation. Uh, when I have to deal with poor performers, for instance, if I don't use coercion power effectively, I, because I feel I don't want to be ticky-tack or hard on people, then ironically that influences my failure to be, hold people accountable, influences my top performers to back off of their work or to look elsewhere for employment because they don't want to work side-by-side -side with people that don't carry their own weight. The bottom line here for us is the more power, the better. Okay. Rick, one final question today. Is there a power that you feel is most critical for a new manager to develop? Yeah. Well, I mean, you just heard me talk about how important I thought all of them are, but I would have to say yes, earning referent power and, and a couple reasons. Referent power is about their perceptions of my character, um, and it has to be earned. The organization can't do this for me, and so many managers I meet – think their influence is solely based on their title and position in the organization and and people will have to follow. The real question is have to follow at what level of commitment. With the area of referent power, this has to do with perceptions of trust, honesty, fairness, and respect. These are foundational elements of any good relationship. When these elements are not present, it is difficult for any manager or supervisor to be effective with anybody, uh, behaving in a manner that earns referent power and ensuring that this element of power is always growing is essential for a person's success in any aspect of life, I believe. Excellent. Rick, thanks for your sharing your insights today. Thanks. Appreciate being here. For more information on this topic, Impact Achievement Group, or the Supervisory Basics Series, please visit impactachievement.com. And remember, 
All of our podcast episodes are available for download on iTunes. Just go to the iTunes store and search for Supervisory Basics Podcast and subscribe to the series feed. Join us next month for episode number 11, where we'll discuss performance coaching flexibility.